Well, thank you very much for joining me. Gordon T here on Hope FM Drive. And in some ways, I'm sorry that we've had to invite BJ back onto the show again. But in many ways, I'm also pleased that she's here to keep us up to date on the situation around the Bay Area and particularly in the hospitals. So, so BJ Walthrow, Associate Director of Operations, welcome back to Hope FM. I know that many of our listeners will be uh, concerned with the things they're reading in the news. Uh, and also at the same time, they'll have seen things like the protests going on uh, in the town centre in Bournemouth, with many people coming from around the country to try and say it's all rubbish and we should be let out and run wild could you help just keep us informed because last time uh, we spoke uh, it was just starting the november lockdown wasn't it bj yeah that's right well hello yeah, Gordon. Have it, it, a, hello sorry go ahead yeah it is nice to speak to you again because it's always nice that we get the opportunity um through whatever medium media there is to speak with the, with the public because we really want to tell them you know, from the horse's mouth, exactly what it's like, because it is important because, as you say, they read stuff in the newspapers, on social media, um, you know, and I'm going to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So uh, so thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, we're um, very, very grateful. And you're absolutely right. Hearing it from you is so powerful and so useful. And I'm still surprised that even now I'm seeing people on social media who are saying, oh, it's, it's a conspiracy, it's a hoax, it's a government blah and this. I'm like, oh, my goodness, and these are intelligent people. What on earth are they doing? So, but anyway, I, I, I don't us. know. And, and I have to say, uh, and thank you for raising this, I first will say 100% this is awful. There's no other way of describing it. This is absolutely awful and quite overwhelming for, for all our staff, whether you're uh, working in housekeeping, whether you're a consultant. I've been um, in the, working in the NHS for 45 years, and I have never seen anything like this. Now, interestingly, um, a lot of um, these people who say nothing's happening come along and film our corridors, and our corridors are empty. Well, the good news is, Gordon, we don't put patients in corridors, so our corridors will be empty. That but if you'd come along sensible. last night to see the number of ambulances waiting outside, then that tells you a much truer picture. Um, so, as I say, our staff are working many, many hours and seeing some very heartbreaking things. So reading that on social media does absolutely upset them. And those protest people, well, words, I do not understand the benefit they get out of it uh, because it's not like that. This is, as I say, this is not pleasant. And most of all, Gordon, for the patient's sake, those patients are arriving with us hour after hour, fighting for their breath, hardly able to breathe with temperatures wondering if they will get out of here alive, and I'm not exaggerating, how, how do they feel when they read awful things like that? Yeah. Um, so thank you for giving me that opportunity. And, yeah, things are bad. Um, we've got um, currently, I, I, I have to talk mainly from Royal Bournemouth site of, the, of um, United, um, University's Hospitals Dorset, because that's where I'm based, and that's where I can give you the most accurate information Although I can tell you um, that currently across Poole and Bournemouth, we've got 365 um, patients in our trust who are COVID positive. Um, 
we have got on the Bournemouth site 187. So out of those 365, we've got 187 who are COVID positive. That is 30% of our beds are filled with COVID positive patients. Wow. And once once a bed's got a COVID positive patient in it, that means that whole area, I guess, is part of your red zone, as it were, that you have to then have... Yeah, you, you can't mix... You can't mix the two. That would be, you know, we we. That's why um, we're doing some really good stuff since we last talked about swabbing and getting patients' results much quicker. So as soon as we, if we by any chance get a positive result of somebody who's in a six-bedded bay, we immediately move them off to what we call a blue ward, um, which are our COVID wards, and they um, uh, uh, to protect obviously to give them the right care because of the skills on that war, but also more importantly to protect the other members of, uh, of the other patients in that bay. And we've, um, unfortunately we've got 16 patients in our intensive care. Um, so those are the most seriously ill patients. And we've also got, um, there's 14 over at Paul hospital in intensive care. And what I think people sometimes forget, Gordon, is that we're still a hospital. We might have all these COVID, these patients with COVID, but if you have a heart attack or you have a stroke or you have an appendicitis or whatever, we are still here to look after you as well. So we're trying to balance that. Um, Unfortunately, and it was with deep regret, we've had to cancel a lot of our elective procedures i.e. those patients who were going to come in and they've waited ages for an operation and, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking when you know that somebody's possibly been in pain, you know, with their hip or their knee and we have to cancel because, you know, our, our wards are moving from surgical wards to becoming medical wards to enable us to, to cope with this. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the things that I've been seeing as a way that hospitals have had to transform uh, how and you said 30 percent of the beds are currently being used uh, for covid patients how does this compare to the first lockdown in march how many of your beds were oh. being used then oh many oh this is many more many many more many many more so this is so at the moment is, this is significantly worse oh it's significantly worse and um <coughs> it is significantly worse than that and that's for a lot of a lot of reasons. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not here to play any political game, but um, because I've got to be honest to say, I, I um, without sounding political, what an unenviable job um, our prime minister has to have to make the decisions. But we're really pleased now that we've got a lockdown because of that. And and uh, uh, again, I think I've pleaded every time I've been on the call to you, Gordon, please follow the guidance. We are seeing, there was, uh, in the Echo, um, Andy Martin from the Echo came along and and did a lot of interviews for us last week about what was going on in the hospital, you know, and there were reports of, you know, a granddaughter came down to visit their grandfather in Bournemouth at Christmas from London, and now he's in here with covid and just please, please follow the guidance. You know, wear the masks whenever you... You know, if people want to wear the mask when they're out, you know, in the street, 
then please do. You know, because we, we just, well, obviously outside is a really good place to be. But do every protection you can. You know, that space, that mask, you're washing your hands. It is that basic. I mean, so it isn't a good picture. And we are, you know, it is, we don't know when this peak will end. We, it's, it's just continuing to increase. However, there's always, you know, um, we've got to be positive. We've got to be positive for our patients. We've got to give them hope. And that is very important. You know, they come here because they're unwell. And we've really got to try to do our best. And we will. We will always, even though this horrible bug affects patients, yes, but it affects staff as well. Um, you know, it really is affecting our staff in isolating or they've, they've got it themselves. So that, that is an issue. But the positive news, because we've got to be positive, is the vaccine is happening. And so we will have done by the... Hospital? Got, yes, facts, we're doing our, we're doing what we're currently doing. We've got a whole team of vaccinators, um, and what we're doing is staff, and we're doing those, and we're also um, that's across Bournemouth and Pool, and we're also doing um, opened up to people in care homes, um, staff in care homes, um, before we go out even further. But by the end of this week, thirty percent of our staff in the hospital will have been vaccinated, which again is a really, really good because, you know, it takes a while for your immunity to be to build up. So you're not, you know, you're not protected from day one. So the longer we can do quicker we can get through these and we're doing seven days a week, you know, really long hours to try to get our staff vaccinated. And that's good. It was available it was available in Dorchester first. They started and then and um, Bournemouth, we had it next, and then a few days later, we started in Paul. But but that's that's the good news, isn't it? You know, and that's just one of the vaccines. Of course, the other one's going to become available soon. And again, I would really encourage people to be vaccinated, especially our vulnerable, our elderly, vulnerable patients, because those are the ones who are most affected by it. Although it's not it. You know, we've we've had young people in here with it as well, but predominantly older people. So if you get the chance to be vaccinated, put your hand up and rush to wherever they say. I will definitely be, um, well, politely at the front of the queue, as it were, as soon as my age group gets offered it. I absolutely think it yeah. would be great to enable um, some normality uh, to return and to pre prevent spread of this. Um, I know I've had a person on the show talking about long COVID, which I know is not the instant issue that you have yeah, to deal yeah. with right now. But have you no. heard much about long COVID? Yes, yes. Interestingly, I have a friend, a close friend who lives in Oxford, and she's had it. And um, uh, she's had it and, and been ill for more than six months, a very fit lady and and not of an old an old you know she's well gosh i think she's mid 50s and absolutely debilitated having to live downstairs not be she's gradually getting better she's had three admissions because they don't know what's wrong with them but there are some people who seem to um pick up very quickly you know they're in um 
they they don't even get admitted, you know, but they're in, yeah. they get well, you're better, they're able to breathe more easily, and they're home again. But other people seem to suffer from shortness of breath for many, many months. But this is a new new disease for us, Gordon, and we just don't know. We do not know the long-term effects of it, but some people seem to be absolutely suffering much more than others. And we just, you know, uh, I'll tell you about my mum and dad, because... Um, yeah, I've got, I'm so lucky to be, my mum and dad are still alive, they don't live here, but d- dad had it, he's 88, he is never more than six feet away from my mum, that's old old language isn't it, six feet, two metres, because yes. they, you know, that they live together, they're in their own home, my dad got Covid, four days later he was home, because, well he wasn't, I tell a lie, but that's another reason, four days later he was able to come home, my mum, who spends all her time with him, day and night, never got it. And she's 89. So how does that happen? But we will never understand, uh, we will understand eventually this disease. And of course, the other thing, I I, I do apologise for prattling on, I do. But the other thing is, the Trust, University Hospitals Dorset, is also involved in a lot of research trials to understand why some people get better, some people, um, uh, how what their reaction is, what the long-term effects are. So although I wasn't able to answer your question uh, perhaps as well as I should have, what I'm saying is we, we are actually involved in some research to look at that as well. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I, I, was, I was reading on the BBC News earlier today uh, that there might be as high as 1 in 10, 1 in 20 people will have some sort of long COVID uh, knock-on effects yeah. that might carry on. Um, so uh, one person we actually had on the show a little while ago uh, had actually been off work since March when they first picked it up. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was terrible. I've heard those, those. Those are not rare occasions. But, we'd, but why does that happen to that person and doesn't happen to another person? Another person within a week is feeling much better. That's what we need to try to understand. Um, of course, you know, unfortunately... We are seeing more and more people die of this as well, which is also, you know, not the way we want this to happen. It, yeah. It's, it's when, not when they first disease. started reporting on the new variant of it, um, and uh, they said the new variant's more transmissible, uh, but no more dangerous. Uh, and I had a conversation with someone, they said, oh, it's all right, the new one's no more dangerous. And I said, I don't think you get it. This one spreads so much faster. So if you get it, it's no more dangerous to you personally. To the whole population, it's going to be much more dangerous because many more people will die. And I guess that's what we're seeing now. It's basically the huge rise in numbers you've got in the hospital. Is most of that being the new variant? Well, we don't know that, actually, because we're not that. Um, we, we don't. You either you have COVID or you don't have COVID. So I'm not saying that. But I think, you know, from the... I think what you've, you've hit the nail on the head. It, it's not that it, you get COVID worse but you're more likely to get COVID. So therefore, that's what's overwhelming um, hospitals because more people are getting it. That means more people require hospitalisation, which means more people are having to go into ITU, which means that they require more staff. I mean, we've converted two of our um, day case wards into inpatient wards. So these were wards that would say, Stay open, you know, um, Monday to Friday, basically, 8 till 7. And now they've got their full um, 24-7 facilities because that's the only way we can manage the hospital. Um, But it's 
it's a na- it's a nasty little bug this one and we've just we've got, we you know uh, we've got to have hope and i think the vaccine what a remarkable story that is within 9 months those people working so hard to get that to help protect us so there is there is you know there is light at the end of the of the tunnel and if we all do our bit you know and um you know we don't go you know what did i see that one this one of these protesters at the weekend at bournemouth well okay so they want to protest you know do they have a right to protest perhaps that's that's what our what's what we allow in in this country freedom of speech but want to come from bogner i mean if you're going to protest, go and protest in Bognor. Don't protest here. Yeah, but that it's makes not some very. Sense. It, that that it's just, that's not it's not needed. We find that, uh, and I don't know why they do it because it's upsetting. As I say, for staff, it's not true. It is categorically not true. You know, and we could we would people say, oh, sh- on the social media, I've seen people, you know, filming empty corridors, and they've been here in Bournemouth. We've had somebody who's gone on, uh, on Facebook with, a, you know, lovely empty corridors. Well, yes, if you come on a Sunday, you know, it is likely to be empty because we've restricted visiting as well. Um, but it, it, they've got empty corridors, but what? show us your full wards. I'm not going to show us your their, them our full wards with those poor patients looking so ill. And, and, you know, that, that would be absolutely the wrong thing to do. So we're not going to play those games with them. But I believe your listeners would absolutely understand that, you know, there is no, what reason would be, me be here to tell you anything but how it is? Because I'm, we're trying to protect you. And those people aren't protecting you. Those people are putting you at risk by telling you those lies. We're telling you the truth in order to protect you from this horrible, horrible illness. Yeah, I've, I've got a friend actually who is a nurse uh, at Bournemouth Hospital uh, and she actually contracted COVID just before uh, Christmas. And oh. she's, she's back on her seat, she's, she's recovered, but um, not, not yet back to full strength, I think it's fair to say. No. And I would imagine that's not an uncommon situation for the staff in your hospital who've been putting themselves at risk uh, to serve the rest of us so very, very well. So... Uh, it goes without saying again, BJ, that on behalf of Hope FM and all of the listeners, we are so very, very grateful for all of your hard work and the sacrifices and the love and care uh, that you are providing in the hospital uh, to so many people. That's people very kind, and thank you so it. much. Those thanks are worth so much to us. People clap, and, and, and we, don't, we don't want their clap. We want them to stay. We don't want them to come on their doorsteps, Gordon, and clap us. We want them to stay indoors and stay safe. But keeping people, keeping hospital staff in their prayers is worth a lot to us. Well, I can be absolutely certain that many of our listeners uh, will certainly be praying uh, for your hospital and your staff and for those people who are in the wards as well, that they might thank have you. hope. So, and thank you for being a hope bringer, BJ. It's much appreciated. Uh, Any time, Gordon. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to be calling, we'd like to contact again in a few weeks' time and yeah. I'd be... We can be all positive and say we're okay till next winter. I'd love to say that. And I'd love to be able to tell you, I'm sorry I can't talk to you because I'm going on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope okay, you do get Gordon, on holiday at some thank point. You so. for, but thank you for making contact and we do appreciate, you know, giving being given these opportunities.
Uh, it's absolutely a privilege. We really appreciate all you're doing. God bless you, B. Thank you. We look forward to speaking to you in due course. All the best. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. This is Hope FM.